This podcast is part of the Famous Original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. Welcome. Everything is fine. This is a Good Place Podcast. Brought to you by Nerdy Things Pod Productions. We are the Nerdy Boys. I am Tim. This is Kevin and Jules. Say hello, guys. Hey, And this is Everything is Fine, a Good Place podcast. We are a podcast dedicated to the hit NBC TV show, The Good Place. Every episode they air, we do an episode as well. We caught up in the off season. We are in season three now. This is episode four and everything is happening. All of it. Yes. And apparently all all at the same time. Mm, but we'll get of. to that yeah we'll get into that later um <laughs> if you want to talk about this episode which i'm sure everybody will we have a place for you it is on facebook if you have a facebook most people have facebook right like i i know younger people are getting off facebook but i feel like they still have a facebook like it's there they just don't use yeah. it facebook right? is the thing yeah sort of accurate to, to share Anyways. memes and things Go to Facebook. Search Everything is Fine. You will find us. We have a discussion group. It's awesome. We have over 50 Maximum Derricks there. That's the name of our fans, if you don't know that. Over 50 Maximum Derricks there that talk about the episodes, and we love it. We also have an Instagram page, at Everything is Fine Podcast. You can go to www.nerdythingspod.com to get updates on this and our other podcasts, as well as our merch, because we've got new merch, which is really cool. You should get some of that. And just go on all the social medias and search at nerdy thing is pod not nerdy thing is pod i always do that on this podcast nerdy because thing everything is, is fine so we're not our nerdy <laughs> thing is pod go to at nerdy things pod and you will find us on all the social medias and that is where you can get in touch with us to talk about this episode but we always begin with talking about the last episode and guys two episodes ago we were introduced to the concept of larry hemsworth and then one week later, they brought us Larry Hemsworth. Did he live up to your expectations? Was Larry Hemsworth everything you hoped and dreamed or nightmared that he would be? I, you know, I, go ahead, yes. Jules. I, I think in short, <laughs> yes. No, uh, like they do in in many situations when they bring into bring in a new character that is not the the main four or six uh they just do it so well and they just paint so well this you know this character it's so amazing it's just like oh this it's it's this guy you know what i mean so they did really well just uh making him feel like he is very uh looked over from his other brothers you know what i mean well, he would have to be. You've seen them, right? You're aware yeah. of what they look like. I mean, he's not bad. He isn't, Larry? but he's no Hemsworth. Guys, let's be honest. On our other podcast, on Nerdy Things Podcast, we just did a whole episode on Bad Times at the El Royale, which co-stars Chris Hemsworth with no shirt. Yeah. And when you watch that movie and you go back and you look at Larry Hemsworth and you kind of see why he was overlooked of the brothers. Sure. And Jason from The Good Place was also in that movie. Hey, good call. Good Whoa. call. So maybe it's you guys should just crossover. journey over there and listen to that podcast, too. Same three guys, different topic, <laughs> just as good. 
if you so can't get enough of us every week we do <laughs> know, right? uh if you need another couple hours in your life of us we're there we're over there just beyond the horizon <laughs> the nerdy <laughs> for, horizon for, for real larry humsworth perfect character because he met tahani right where she is in life the undervalued yet still remarkably successful sibling right yeah 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 so i know we don't do news anymore but i gotta say this because we're recording this on sunday what october 21st is that the date today 22nd 21st i don't know today was the day that blake bortles was benched <laughs> yep Bortles. finally how long has he been the guy He's been the know. guy for a few years, but even the coach said, the quarterback is the least of our problems. I just needed to get this team to wake up or something like that. Bottom line is Jacksonville was actually good for one year and they're just back to sucking again. It's it's horrific. So sorry, Jason, but I had to mention that. <laughs> just as an interlude in between our opening and the reason why you guys all come here. And this one is a doozy because this episode was a doozy. So... I don't know how this might be. This could go on. We might have to play the little theme song for it two or three times because this is the ultimate edition of Out of Context Quotes of the Week. Jules, go as long as you want. Just go do it. <laughs> OK, I got four, which is uh, one or two more than I usually have, because, yes, this was a this was a fun episode. Serious question. Should we kill them? <laughs> um, and then, yeah. Tim posted this one in the Everything is Fine discussion thread. <laughs> <laughs> this broke me. The dot over the eye? I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> so good. Um, I was just trying to sell you some drugs and you made it weird. Yep. <laughs> Here you go. Now you can buy a bigger chin guitar. <laughs> and those are mine. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Yes to every one of those, but also rule two, no more Spider-Man movies. Way too many Spider-Man movies. Too many dorky little twerpy Spider-Men. Alright, alright. All right. I have to say, when I watched this episode, there were certain times where I'm like, this episode was made for Kevin. And then yep. there were other times I'm like, this one's speaking right to Jules. This was just <laughs> oh, it was just so wonderful. Now give me another drink. Tomorrow's my birthday. Yep. <laughs> um... That's one east of the bar where I picked you up. I feel like a bloody boomerang. Oh, jeez. <laughs> now you can buy fingers for your gloves. <laughs> you seriously could just take everything that Jason said to everything. a person who he, whom he gave money to, and I, that could be out of context quotes. I had to limit it, but there's also, <laughs> excuse me, ma'am, are you poor? Oh, jeez. And that's all I got. I, I wrote down 19 quotes. I figured you oh. did. I texted these guys yesterday. I said, guys, I wrote down 19 quotes, at quotes and I left some for you. So that's yes. how many wonderful <laughs> things there were. But I'm not going to read them all. I'm just going to read most of them. Um, what's the good place? And what are afterlife points? And who has the most? And is it me? <laughs> <laughs> we came down looking for more champagne, which is right behind the magic door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why they call her Lisa, double nickname Fuqua. <laughs> I could kill them right now. It would be so easy. Their bodies are very poorly made. They're mostly just goo and juice. And if you take the juice, they're just dead. <laughs> it's true, though. Right? That's basically it, yeah. 
it's Jeremy Baramy. I don't know what to tell you. It's just the easiest way to describe it. <laughs> Excuse me, miss. We'd like to buy one opera, please. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Jason. That one got me. Of course you do. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I got, I got two more. <laughs> Great. Come on. Come on. Put your paws in my chili. Stick your mittens in the stew. Oh, God. No, just no. Just don't. Here's <laughs> the thing, my chili babies. All three of those things are steaming cat duty. And that's been out of context. Quotes of the week. Oh, I what almost are, wrote down his chili recipe. Almost. <laughs> right. Oh, jeez. And one of oh, those I... is the name of the episode. Hooray. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this, just before we get into the synopsis, I don't, I mean, I don't know how long this show can be on the air for. I don't know if this is going to be like an eight season or a 10 season thing. I mean, God willing, because it's such a good show and because we can continue to podcast about it. This episode, for me, a guy who watches a lot of sitcoms, this is like right up there with the marine biologist, the Chinese food restaurant, oh. the one with all the poker, the yep. one with the football, the Bazinga <clears throat> episode, and the slap bet. It's up oh, there God. With, in the pantheon of great sitcom episodes of all time, and I hope it is, it is remembered as such. So, Kevin, tell us what happened. So, our heroes see the cosmic beings about to go through the magic door to the afterlife, and their BS FBI explanation doesn't fly. So, the truth comes out, and everyone deals with it differently. Jacked Cheedy gives up for his entire existence. Uh, Tahani gives away her all of her wealth. Eleanor actually, for some reason, becomes a good person, and Jason is the exact same. <laughs> the end all right <laughs> so uh you were saying this is like one of the i don't know if it's it's slap bet worthy but it's Ooh. up there i think it's it's, it's up in, there it's in the vicinity of tim you're still owed some slaps right oh yeah okay i'm just making sure that that's on the record <laughs> yeah it's on the record for those unaware i made a slap bet with a friend I've been slapped twice. I think uh, there's two slaps left. Two slaps left. <clears throat> yeah, one of them's on video, and it was vicious. I don't remember oh. it very well, but it oh, was God. vicious. Yes, you did not feel that, but you should have. <laughs> the first one, Kevin was not there, but he was a part of. The phone rang, and I picked it up. And when I picked up the receiver, the person who was one of, going to slap me was just standing right there. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, enough of that. Yes, it's that good, Jules. I think it's that good. All right. Um, but so going back to something else you said that you don't know how long it's going to go on. I think it was Kristen Bell on maybe Dax's podcast, her yeah. husband, Dax Shepard. Or I think it was Kristen Bell maybe on um, Mark Marin's pod. They were on a lot of podcasts promoting the, the new season, season three. But it's they're saying that. There is a definite end, and they know when it's going to end, but they don't know how long it's going to be, but mm. they do have it all pretty much planned out. So That's good. Yeah. 
it, it's not just willy nilly. They know where they're going. They kind of know the beginning and the end of the season and then they have fun with it in the middle. I think that's what I mainly got from it during like for the writing process so far. So I'm, I don't know. I have to, if I were to guess, I think maybe five to seven seasons. Oof. I think that's, even, that's, that's even good. longer than I, I would say max. I don't know. It doesn't matter. As long as I get to enjoy it, I get to enjoy it. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> starting off this episode, we, we we got the cliffhanger in the last one where Michael and Janet go to open the door and then we hear the voices behind us and it is the four humans. And they've apparently just come down to get champagne, but the champagne's on the other side of the magic door. So they meet up with special agent Michael Justice and Lisa Frenchy Fuqua. What? Is, where is he pulling these from? Where is, is he no, pulling these names from? Nowhere. Nowhere. And that's why they're so terrible. It's oh, Michael. Oh. He's got nothing. <laughs> He's got literally nothing because he asked for a moment and asked Janet what to do. And she says, I think the jig is up. He goes, except the one crucial bit of information. Y- you have one crucial bit of information that will save us, right? <laughs> That was yeah, the no. first time I peed myself in laughter this episode. <laughs> like, no, man, you, you used them all up at the end of season two. Like, that's it. <laughs> We're done. Pretty much. He is definitely at this point now looking to Janet as the person to save him. Not so much as the Siri. Now he's going, you got something, right? You, you've saved my ass too many times. Uh, but she has no answers, and no. little Eleanor is about ready to kick their ass. Well, at least she wants Chidi to kick their ass, and <laughs> he's not doing that. But I did notice, it was so funny, it was just the angle behind uh, Michael and Janet, and the way it was looking down, and also because there's other tall people. Uh, Kristen Bell just looks like such a little shrimp in this scene. <laughs> yeah. She's super short. <laughs> we gotta go back for a second, because she's telling Chidi to kick their ass. She didn't know it at that point. But he could kick their ass. <laughs> yeah, nobody knew. <laughs> well, no, rewind back to maybe even season one, where one of the things she says about Cheaty is he's a nerd who's surprisingly jacked. Oh, I I get that. She knew that then. She does not know that oh, now. Oh, good call. That's a good call. It's true. At this point, she has no idea. Yep. <clears throat> yep. So, anyways, they got nothing. Michael goes with this special agent. Michael Justice and Lisa Frenchy Fuqua, who he then sits them down and explains are paranormal investigators. <sighs> and they've come to protect them against ghouls because demons are real. We couldn't say demons. Demons are real. <laughs> <laughs> and they can pl- prove it because Janet, I mean Frenchy, I mean Lisa double nickname Fuqua has <sighs> files on all of them. What is he, what is he doing? Digging. He just keeps going. He's just, just stop. digging. Ah, oh, so bad. <laughs> just stop, man. Just you're, he can't just say he it. He literally but cannot. Then, yeah, but then he even like thinks about restarting it somehow, and by killing them, like I don't know. So he really just ends up deciding it's time to tell them, and apparently it takes all night because it was nighttime. When they found him, and then when he finishes explaining, it's the daytime. Oh, sure. Or the, or mean, the morning time at the very least. There were charts. Like, there, there was, was a lot, lot of, of work that went into this, and they explained, like, everything. It was almost 300 years that they were in this all together, which is just amazing. We finally amazing. got that timeline. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. No, we got this narrowed down. And I mean, I shared something with you guys recently where someone went through and did an average of the the graph that they showed for a second. And whoever did it got 230 years. The number Michael gave was almost 300. So this is damn close. Yeah. Yeah. We got to give credit to that person, whoever that person was, because that's that's pretty damn good math. Oh, yeah. Shout out. Shout out to the good place. Reddit. Some guy out there. <laughs> Doing did the good uh, did work. any of you guys take any notes off the charts at all? Uh, no, I didn't. I I wasn't. There was nothing there that was like screaming at me that it was interesting enough to really look at. Did you catch something I didn't? Well, I I was actually going to take a picture of it, but forgot. But I know there was like cocktail shrimp kebab was on there <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff because he got into the different tortures that he tried yep. and then you know of course their question is so what like did you go back in time how did you how are we but and the only explanation for that is jeremy Barry. okay you know what i gotta tell you tim and you were not the only culprit in this but since thursday night i have felt like John Malkovich in being John Malkovich <laughs> when he goes through the door into his own head and everything is Malkovich and the only thing you hear is Malkovich 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 because Mal <laughs> since Thursday night all I've heard is Jeremy Baramy Jeremy Baramy Jeremy Baramy Jeremy Baramy <laughs> it's been everywhere on the internet it's been all over Tim Everything Tim has said to me has just been well it's Jeremy Baramy and I had no idea. <laughs> What that was, what it meant, and he wouldn't explain it to me at all. And so I'm just walking around, Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. I kept waiting until the time that I would say Jeremy Barramy to him, and he would know what I'm talking about. And he never watched the episode until just before we did the podcast. No, but I give you... And I'm like, hey, Kevin, this thing happened. Well, I mean, that makes sense, because Jeremy Barramy... And nothing. There, no. Nothing. <laughs> and I gave you that moment today, even though I hadn't watched the episode, because someone on Reddit said something about the dot in the eye in Barami, and I threw that back at you, and you just stopped. I did. And you had that moment where you were like, oh my god, you sleeper jerk you. You've watched the episode and didn't tell me. And I hadn't. <laughs> I had to burst his bubble. It was so much fun. <laughs> so, Jeremy Barami. It basically, on Earth, what we're used to, you, us three, you, the listeners, is a linear timeline where event A happens and then event B happens and then event C happens and then you die. In the afterlife, time moves in a different fashion. It moves in a Jeremy Barramy, which is essentially if you wrote out Jeremy Barramy in American cursive with a link on the bottom, that's the timeline. And Eleanor says, my brain is melting. How can an event happen before an event, before an event? And then Chidi comes in and says this in because Chidi's so exacting in the way he speaks. So when yes. he goes, but what what the hell is that? The dot above the eye. What <laughs> the hell is that? That broke me. <laughs> It did. It wasn't so much that he said it broke him. The way he said that. Yeah, the me. way he said it. Oh, my it goodness. It was so uncheaty. What the hell is that dot above the eye? What the hell is that? <laughs> and and that, of course, is Tuesdays. And, and sometimes July. And sometimes never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I don't know if the, he got to the part where he can like see in nine different dimensions, but that whole time thing, yeah, just kind of wild. <laughs> yeah, that that's it. That broke me. The dot above the eye that broke me. I'm done, and that set Chidi off in the in the worst downward spiral. Downward spiral that anybody can be said. I, I've never seen someone's lights get shut off before. Uh-huh. It's like we all have lights on the inside of us yeah. that make us run. And it was like someone just took a switch and flipped Cheaty's light off. Everything went dark for, yep. for Cheaty. It was yep. it was really bad. But but watching that little bit there was the second time this week that I lost control laughing for about five minutes. I had to pause the episode. I couldn't breathe. And on again on our other podcast, Kevin compared and now I know, and I'm going to say this now because I know she listens. That was a stolen quote. So we're doing the podcast. We're talking about the new Halloween movie. And Kevin commented that Jamie Lee Curtis looks like Doc Brown from Back to the Future. And I had to mute my mic. I just fell off my chair. I just couldn't stop laughing for about five minutes. Come to find out that was from Kevin's wife. Yep. Oh, Listen, y'all are best buddies now. I uh. am not. A, I'm not ashamed of that. I mean, honestly, no, I'm just going to steal everything that is good and try to pass it off on <laughs> uh, on you guys as if it's my own. And, and if works. I get caught, I get caught. And if I don't, I'm I'm a hero. So I think the hero is going to outweigh getting caught. That's really all. I totally agree. I just want to take this opportunity to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just not a fan of this new this new connection here because she likes she's hyping you up on Twitter about the out of context quotes, and I don't know if I'm okay with that. Oh, I she am. Has a big because, enough head, Jenny. I mean that what I just said that was more bluster. Everything good that comes out of me is from her, so we're good. <laughs> we're we're really good. That's very true. So. Yeah, Jeremy Barrymore's a thing. It's how time works in the afterlife. The dot on the eye broke Cheaty, and Eleanor basically is just like, that's fine. I'm just going to go back to the way life was because it was great, and I'll see you guys in hell. Wait a second. I actually will see you in hell. Not if I see you first. <laughs> that was great. Jason. Yeah. <laughs> and Michael's like, no, wait, guys. I have plans. Like, I'm going to kill you. No, 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 that didn't come out right. And then Janet points at a little spot in the line and goes, that's my birthday. Oh, my God. She is so wholesome. The the B, somewhere over there. That was her birthday. Oh, that scene. Oh, that's just classic TV right there. So we go forward. We go forth. Everybody splits up. Eleanor finds her way to a margarita bar where they give free margaritas on her birthday or your birthday. But more specifically, her birthday. And she needs a margarita. And the guy, bartender, eh, well, show me your ID. Uh, I don't have it. Just give it to me because it's my birthday. Well, I can't do that for everybody. I go out of business. And she gives him both the most commanding and desperate response ever. Well, don't do it for everybody. Just do it to me because it's my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) She broke him. it was like the... The combination of the jerk Eleanor and the saddest puppy I've ever seen in my life. Yep. It was no rules. Just right. <laughs> How long have you been hanging on to that one? Uh, that just came out. <laughs> That's so impressive. I love it. Yeah. So she wins her, bur- her birthday margarita. Meanwhile, um, 
Tahani is asking Jason to be her Kevin Costner. And <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. Basically, that means they're, she's friends with Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner played a bodyguard in a movie called The Bodyguard. Tahani needs a bodyguard. So she's using uh. Jason as her bodyguard. The reason why she needs a bodyguard is because she opens up her safe and there's like a trillion dollars in there. And she has a plan for it. So um, she puts it in a bag and then we see them at an opera house and... Jason declares, we would like to buy one opera, please. <laughs> That's how it works, right? That's exactly yeah, what you have to much. do. No. I'll take the I'll take the lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the lot. So yeah, so she she wants to uh donate a million, was it two million to the to the op, op Sydney Opera House. They want to name something after. She's like, no, I just want it to be anonymous. And Jason doesn't understand that because he thinks having his name on stuff is cool. Like the time he kissed a bat on a dare and then a special flu was named after him in Jacksonville. Oh, God. Mm. That explains a lot. Yeah. That's the most Jason <laughs> thing ever. Um, but basically, she says, I was thinking about why I was sent to hell as one is wont to do when one is told that one was sent to hell. Like this is a thing that happens yeah. to people. Of course. They go down in the cellar and then see the magic door, and then they get told that they're going. They eventually end up in hell. Yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah, I'm pretty convinced that many times throughout history, one has been told that one was in the past tense sent to hell. No, this could be a first. But but she says, I think I was sent there because I did everything for attention, and that's what I need to get get away from. Uh, but don't worry, Jason's got a plan for that. Meanwhile, Cheaty is scaring a drug dealer. <laughs> and running around shirtless under the sprinklers. You made it weird. <laughs> I was just trying to sell you drugs, man. Yeah, he, the guy came up talking about, do you want to see God or something? I think that's what it was. You want to talk and to God? Just, yeah, do you yeah. want to talk to God? And then he just went off and just like held. Oh, he him. went full on Nietzsche. Like, yeah, God is dead. Oh, oh I thought he was gonna bite the guy. I really did. I <laughs> he's worried. Like grabbing for him. his lapels and he's like, the blood is on it. Yeah, that. Through the drug dealer for a loop. And then we get the sh the scene outside of Jeremy Baramy that was definitely the buzz of the week because the sprinklers get turned on. Chidi gets soaked and he takes that shirt off. And dang it, I don't know where Chidi found time for the gym amidst all, all his right. philosophizing, but he found time for the gym. Like, how does he decide which machine to go on? Or is it just like <laughs> he uh, went on all of them? He just oh, went okay. on at the same time, apparently. Okay, Because yeah, it's sure. cheaty. He can't make that decision. That's why he's so jacked. He couldn't decide when to get off either. So he just That's kept true. going. This is this is really, this is the most cheaty explanation I have for that, is he couldn't <laughs> decide how long to exercise for. And so it, it just worked itself out in that he would just work out until he could not work out anymore. And it's kind of like, perfect too because he can listen to like his philosophy audiobooks or anything like that <laughs> or like philosophy podcasts so i mean that works makes sense so the for those of you listening at home the key to getting jacked is indecisiveness just go to there the gym go. and just can't decide to to stop or what to do but is leave. it though yeah. is it <laughs> well i don't know uh, but i don't know the amazing thing to me is you got larry hemsworth who feels insecure about comparisons to his brothers, and then he gets thrown into a group of people with this guy in there, who's got oh, a yeah. Hemsworth-like physique. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, Michael and Janet decide to write down uh, their manifesto, 
and Michael decides he wants to type the manifesto. And Janet literally is every child looking at their parent when they're using a computer. Yeah. And yeah. it was like kind of giving me anxiety too. Like right. just watching him peck like doot, 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 doot. And he's like, <laughs> he was kind of like that, that older person just like using a computer for the first time. He's like, Oh, look what I did. Look, I spelled my name, whatever. I would have beaten him to death with the keyboard. <laughs> I know Kevin can relate to this. This is like when someone comes up to me at work and goes, oh, how do I enter enter this special order skew? Where, where do I find this option? And, and and they want me to show them. But I'm just like, give me the mouse. Oh, I can do this so much quicker. It is <laughs> agonizing to watch when I know that I can click on something and it'll automatically copy a 12 <laughs> digit string to the keyboard. And I watch them painstakingly write it down and then peck and and hunt and peck for each letter and number to put it into the wrong box and then put it into the right box and i'm sitting there chewing on the stump of what used to be my arm because i've just chewed right through my fingernails and all the way down sorry I was so, working yeah definitely something. definitely feel janet's pain so janet just kind of just takes over the keyboard it's, i i got it and then she just goes a mile a minute just she's she's typing words like in i don't think i've ever seen a computer behave in the way in which it did when janet was typing first of all she was leaning and typing like sideways. oh my god she was she was that was spectacular that's so difficult to do but she had whole words just appearing as if they were all type letters typed simultaneously it was tremendous all right we all know i'm weird this is why i miss windows 98 Windows 98 used to have a buffer for the keyboard where you could type shit in. And if you typed quick enough, you could get ahead of the keyboard on the screen. And so you could type and type and type and then stop and it would just keep going. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. It, uh, I'm sorry. No, that was Windows 2000 that did this. Windows 98 didn't. Windows 98 was amazing. Windows 2000 is terrible. That Windows buffer ME? is the worst. The Millennium that, Edition? Isn't every Windows since 98 pretty terrible? Yeah, they're all terrible. Every one of them. I hate them all. <laughs> We haven't seen a good Windows in 20 years. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, so Janet's just typing away, typing, and I, all I can see is the first Janet of, of her kind is somewhere written in there. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> I just want to get a few things out of the way real quick. Here you yeah, go. Yeah, a few, few details. You can dictate whenever you want. And she's just typing and typing and typing. But anyways, we go back to the bar, and we learn the three rules of Eleanor. One, I can do whatever I want, and everyone else just has to deal with it. Okay. True. Rule number True. two: No more Spider-Man movies, because there's too many swerpy, swerpy, twerpy little Spider-Man running around. It's true. Number three: Just leave me the hell alone. That's. I identify with her so much. <laughs> uh, I guess. And this guy, the bartender, who's very wise in his own way is like, you can't do that. If we followed those rules, society would break down. And this was the best passive-aggressive political point I've heard in the last year. Yeah, America did that. We broke all those rules, and everything is terrible and awesome at the same time. And we just scream at each other over the internet, and there's no more bees. (laughs) (laughs) The bees are dead. That was like, yeah, that was perfect. It's like, yes, okay, that's it. You summed up America. Thanks. Ma, the bees are gone. There was a bee trying to eat 
my pizza today. And then I got really scared and all my bandmates left because I was like, I do not want to get, I don't know. I mean, I was in the moral conundrum because I was like, ah, kill it. It's going to kill me. Well, not kill me. That's what I thought in my head. But I was like, it's going to hurt me. But I'm like, wait, we got to save these guys. What do I do? You're getting really too deep into the details there, Jules. No, that's what happened all in a split second. I was like, I want to kill you, but then I don't. You're going to hurt me. Yes, that was that literally happened today. Yes, I was like, I can kill you right now, but should I? No. Oh, oh he Eleanor and she did it. Great, even worse. <laughs> yeah, it was an almond milk situation. But <laughs> she then tells the bartender, "Go get me another margarita because it's my birthday tomorrow." When it's already her birthday today, and yep. that's when she finds the wallet, and she goes back and forth about taking this money and putting it back in the wallet about three times and finally she decides to do the right thing so it was almost like it was almost like her hand was repelling like a an opposite (laughs) magnet she was like trying to put it in her pocket and it's like nope uh take the money nope it was pretty interesting absolutely so she gets in the cab and she heads to a house that was on the license but it's the wrong house and the person says, but that's good because I can tell you where to go. Uh, also, could you bring some mail? Sure. Anything else you want me to bring? And she walks out with a plant, a lamp. There's like a hula hoop, some hose. hose. I don't know. Uh, yep. Yeah. That was his favorite was hose, too. Yeah. <laughs> so she gets back in the car and she gives the guy another address before they go to the airport. And he's like, ah, oh, that's right next to the bar. I got a bloody boomerang, <clears throat> which... It's thing. It's a thing, Jules. It's real. It's a boomerang. They they at least acknowledge that <laughs> they know what a boomerang is. Yeah. Jeez. And the other thing I liked about this uh, little scene is she goes, I got to get out of this trash country where everybody's a convict or a spider. Now, have you guys seen all these posts recently? I, ne- I did not get this until the day after. Apparently, it's spider season in Australia right now. Have you ever oh, heard no. this? Hell no. No. Google Google it right now. Google it. Oh, Jesus. Okay. You'll never, ever, 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 ever want to go to Australia. This is the most terrifying thing to be to me in my life. And I'm out. Wow. That was quick. I, we're going to post this on, on the discussion group, so if you guys don't oh. want to Google yourself, just go to Everything is Fine on well, Facebook, and, and we'll post a link. Content warning. Oh, that's a dog. Oh, It's no. terrifying. Spiders mm-hmm. just, apparently in some season in Australia, make webs over everything. Like, you go to a park, and it's webs over benches, trees. Anyways, so they go back to the other house. That's where they're headed. However, simultaneous to this... A shirtless cheaty is melting down in the grocery store. I don't know where he got this idea to buy cans and cans of chili meat and peeps and M&M's and uh, he, almond milk. Did you see the, all the almond milk? Yeah. And Australia has peeps. He doesn't care to I guess so. eat. And so hey, you've shopped hungry. You know what that's like. This was just that. He's just like, yeah, I don't know. Chili, peeps candy whatever and just threw it all in a pot because we all threatened to do that and it works but chili meat and peeps and m&ms and i just love all the almond milks because it's such a callback <laughs> what difference so does it the, make no he doesn't get to the register yet because that's right he's walking around shirtless and this lady comes up and goes you can't walk around with no shirt and he's like sure and he puts the 
pink shirt on that says something about wine. What was it? Good time yeah, to I, wine. I, I don't know. Yeah. Good friends, good eats, good wine. I, I don't know. <laughs> it was an Eleanor shirt. It was totally an Eleanor shirt. It was. Shirt. It was totally an Eleanor shirt. I'm sad and that it, was it wasn't also... the shirt with her friend's face on it. That would have been better. <laughs> the dress pit shirt. That would have been yep. awesome. <laughs> it was also Eleanor's size shirt. This is the tightest thing I've ever seen anybody oh put God. on. And he walks up to the cash register woman and she rings up $880 of groceries and he offers to pay with his credit card, which she should just keep forever. And also take my car. Wait, do you guys have like a take a car, leave a car uh, thing? He's, no, no. He's just completely take, broken. Take, take my car. That's not a thing. Away. Why? 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 Just why? It doesn't make any sense. He's gone. He's totally uh, out. He is out. Nothing is working. The light is off. The light is off. There's no light on in Chidi's head. There's uh, nothing. So uh, Jason wants to use T- Chidi's money to buy fingers for homeless people's fingerless gloves, while <sighs> Tahani wants to walk up to poor people, air quotes, and give them $5,000 to buy a new stroller when they have a perfectly good stroller. But really, the bottom line is, Jason's idea was to just walk around Australia and throw money at people. And it looks like the most fun thing I I could ever imagine doing. Yeah. Everybody looked like super happy. They were giving him hugs. And, and everything is cool. Why not? Sure. But I still think their... Tahani's motivation is going to be way off. Like... She's trying. I mean, this is literally what she did before. She tried to gain a bunch of good place points, and yeah, yeah. But not see, that's work. the thing. I legit, I legitimately think at this point it has nothing to do with that. I think if they were actually evaluating, and how I don't know how this is going to play out, but I think if they were actually evaluating good place points, she just wants to give these people money. This yeah. is totally out of I, a, a desperation I, mm, of I don't know. Just saying, there's no point to life. Right. What was I doing with my life all along? I really should just be giving this money to people. I just want to bring joy to people. I my first inkling was to to think that it was fake. So I don't know. See, mine was to to just like Tim said to believe that this is exactly real. She she didn't carry herself the same way. She, her shoulders were a little slumped. She just ex- like she wanted it to be anonymous. She knows that there's beings up there judging her, but. She also knows that her, her the needle ain't going to move. So if right. she can just do good things, she's just going to do good things. I got that. Like, I, I got it 100% from her. Hmm. And you could see the sympathy in her eyes when Jason explains that he could have used this money in his life because he could pay rent and then go to a real doctor and not have to pretend to be a giant dog so he could go to the vet. Oh, oh God. And, and that gives her the idea to give Jason half of her money. And so they go to a bank in which Florida people are not really allowed. And he <laughs> just completely disregards the lollipop rules. Oh, okay. my God. That was a fantastic little flick into his mouth. Like, that was great. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was so good. lollipop. I, mean, I wonder how many takes. I think somebody asked that. How many takes did that take to, to do it correctly? But he got it. So It, it took it 17 good. takes, but he got it all 17 times. It was just something else. <laughs> we just Probably. wanted something different. We right? wanted options. They wanted flavors. <laughs> there was just different flavors each time. That's the real story as to how we got all of those lollipops. They just right. wrote it in as a different thing. I came <laughs> in 17 times. I'm a different customer each time. But the bank people will not allow uh, Tahani to give 
all of the money to Jason. So we go to Eleanor, who brings all of the crap back to the guy. And the guy starts opening up the wallet and she's like, I wouldn't even think about taking your money. He goes, no, 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 I don't care about that. And he pulls out the picture that his daughter drew for him to make him feel comfortable at his new job. And he's so appreciative. And he says, Eleanor, you're a good person. I hope my daughter grows up to be like you. And she's crying. And he goes, are you okay? You know, you shut up. It's <laughs> habit. Oh, man. And that man and his poor, untalented daughter was just, he was so happy. <laughs> oh, he was, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, most people wouldn't have done that. And Eleanor sees in that moment that doing good things for other people is actually worthwhile. But Chidi is in front of the class and he's putting the peeps in the chili pot and mix it all up. Put the peeps in the chili pot and add the M&Ms. Put the peeps in the chili pot and oh. just makes it taste bad. And they want to know, are we actually having a class? And he goes, fine, nerd. And he <laughs> gives us the meaning of life. Great scene. The meaning of life, he boils down all of life into essentially three different possible ethical assignments. You've got virtue ethics, which is uh, to develop virtues that make you a better person. And we call back to earlier in the episode and we see Tahani and Jason looking to give the money anonymously to the opera people. Or you've got consequentialism, which is basically good consequences versus bad consequences. Everything you do has an outcome. Do the good ones or, or you should act in a fashion that makes sure the good ones outweigh the bad. And then we see Tahani and Jason giving away all the money. And then we have deontology, which is obeying the rules and duties to maintaining a good society. And we see Eleanor with the conundrum of, do I take the money? No, because it's better for other people. And we see practically throughout this episode, the, the, the theoretically, the three ways that can make life work for the good. But my chili babies, that's all cat doo doo. <laughs> you should follow nihilism because the world is empty. Oh that man. You see that one, uh, that one student's face just dropped like, oh, <laughs> but that whole thing made me so uncomfortable because the the four people we know from this show are the ones that are banned from the afterlife. Mm -hmm. The rest of these people are not. And so for him to try to impart this on them is really just ruining their chances. Like, I couldn't get behind that. You mean you. So which part do you mean? Like telling them that it's all garbage? Yeah, because that's yeah. that that could lead them to doing bad things and not getting into the good place because of that. Well, right, it, because just, at this point, while everybody else is figuring it out, Chidi, who's normally the one who has it figured out, has gone down a spiral. He's not he he has the lights off, Kevin. It's yeah. off. There's, it's dark. <laughs> he's a goner. All darkness. Um because and they even say is that going to be on the test? That last part? And he's like, "No. Because you all get Fs." And you all get A's and there is no you know, test and okay. there is a test and you passed and you failed. Oh my I God. Had, you know, as a, as a former college student, I had this one time that a teacher sort of broke down like that in like a classroom size that was way bigger than that. That was mm, a couple hundred maybe. It was like pretty much like a half a lecture hall full where I think she was like super on drugs and she was teaching music theory and then she didn't... Like, I, don't, I don't... It was like really an interesting and we just kind of went along with it so I can t definitely feel the students just like 
this happens, I guess. Like, we're all kind of stressed out, and he's making his chili, and I'm not going to try any, but, you know, uh, it's not that weird, I guess. I don't know. But, um, yeah, they're they're just, like, still just worried about, hey, is this going to be on the test, man? Like... <laughs> I get, I get you're doing a thing. I get you're going through it. Like all of them are just like, we're, we're going through it too, but we got exams coming up. So can you teach us something, please? <laughs> so that's kind of what their, their side of it. But um, yeah, but he just tells them to jump up their own butts and get the hell out of there. Jump up their own, jump up your own butts. Yep. <laughs> but Eleanor, meanwhile, we've learned that Eleanor was sitting in this class the whole time. She's like, bravo, teach. But Eleanor has a plan. Because Eleanor's always got a plan, and Chidi's always got a stomachache, but this time it's on him, because he just ate 50 pounds of chili. So they they go. Eleanor's like, you just gotta come with me. Let's go. And Michael and Janet have finished their manifesto, which includes a lovely little recipe for cinnamon cinnamon rolls made with pizza dough. Interesting. Yep. (laughs) I I can get behind that. That's pretty good. So this was a cool moment, too, because they finish and and Michael specifically refers to Janet as Janet, my old friend. And I'm so glad that he's finally seeing this relationship for what it is, that they're equals, that they're friends who are just in this together. And he decides we're going to turn ourselves in. We're going to give this manifesto. We're going to see how that all plays out. We're going to get judged. But first, let's enjoy some time here on Earth. I know it's touristy. But I really want to go to Lens Crafters. <laughs> and, and Janet just wants bangs. And oh my God. yeah, <laughs> that's a thing. But meanwhile, Eleanor comes in and uh, everybody comes in and she, uh, she, she's got a plan. She wants to talk to everybody about it. But meanwhile, Jason and Tahani have big news because they got tacos married. Married. <sighs> What? No way. Yeah. I mean, he's really excited about those tacos. Those are good tacos. (laughs) And Janet melts down for a minute there. She she completely loses it. Oh, yay. Wonderful. And then finds out, no, they just got married so that it was easier for Tahani to turn over the money to Jason. They got married Um, platonically. Right. Right. I mean, if anybody yeah. wants to do that and buy a house or something, I'm down. Yeah. But that's <laughs> Jules just wants to get married ironically. Craziest. Yeah. 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 An ironic marriage. Why not? Sure. <laughs> ironic. Mm-hmm. It's a hipster marriage. But that's just the 11th craziest thing to happen today. And Eleanor gives this great speech about how she did good things and it was really annoying, but it made a dorky dad and his super untalented daughter really happy. And that that's, they're all doomed. All six of them are doomed and that they should just try, try to help other people, try to be good, try to impact the world. And Jason will always remember this day for that dope speech and the tacos and the tacos. Yes. And, and the marriage. And all the fact that he was told he went to hell and all the stuff, but <laughs> all the other things, but they, but, they, uh, Eleanor vows to save souls. So they're like the soul squad now, which is another name for this crew. <laughs> they are the soul squad, the, the brainy, the brainy bunch, team cockroach, the soul squad. They just but, like having different names. Yeah. Yep, it's just the right? whole thing. They collect but them. She's in. Obviously, because it's her plan. Jason and Tahani are very in. Chidi agrees to be in. And then Michael and Janet can't decide who wants to say it, but they're in. And 
It's awesome. I mean. Meanwhile, we forget Larry Hemsworth still exists. Oh, my God. And he comes in, bags packed, ready to start their new life in London. Eleanor gets out her camera and goes, oh, boy, I'm rolling. Fremulon. <laughs> what an ending. I mean, this wasn't the, the like, build up what's happening ending so much, but what a payoff for that. The marriage, right? everything. Because it's you see the look on her face. It's like, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I even forgot about that. I was like, oh, <laughs> hey, you're still a thing. Oh, yeah. You were going to leave, huh? Oh, but man. Forgetting about it is exactly what's going to save them. And I'm not just talking Larry. Forgetting about the fact that what they're doing can't count towards the good place is what's going to get them into the good place because the reason it doesn't count is because you're doing it for a selfish reason. They're not doing it for a selfish reason anymore because of Eleanor. They are doing it because it's good. So they're going to, that's that I guarantee next episode is going to play into this. So, all right. So what do we think is going to happen from here? Cause I'm, I'm of a like mind to you, Kevin. I think that they're all doing this, even though they know about the afterlife points. Yep. Their motivations are as pure as can be. But are we going to see several episodes where they're just on Earth doing good things and coming out with specific plans? Or is it like we're going to fast forward at the end of next episode and their lifetimes are going to be over? How is this going to play out? Like, or, or Jules, if you have a different opinion, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? Sure. Well, we've already seen that they've skipped over like six months they've skipped over a year you know when they're doing the whole study and all that stuff so like skipping over large chunks of time i don't think is out of the question because they've done it a lot already in season three sure but honestly this one was kind of just like a a fun plateau episode where it's like oh it was really funny and it was super enjoyable um and it furthered along character development between each other and in the idea of what's good and you know what is life and all those big questions that they definitely want to answer put to a big screen in a comedic show but for going forward i really don't have any idea where it's gonna go like it can go pretty much anywhere from here like maybe larry hemsworth's gonna help them out somehow he's the key to everything um <laughs> you know maybe michael does end up killing them i don't know if they're gonna do a whole forward jump through in the next episode to the end of their lives like they live out up until they're like old or something and they die of old age and then something happens i i really don't know so i i mean i've been sitting here thinking about it i think that we're gonna by the end of this, we're going to find out that this was all a test for Michael, too, and that it, none of this really matters, but that they've proven that people can get better. This episode is that turning point. Mm. People can just become good. And they did. They did this episode because they know the whole point of this experiment from Michael's point of view was to change how they do things. That is this. So, so you I'm, petition I'm to the judge or something like after this episode and saying, look, well, here's proof. I think we're going to have a montage at the beginning of next episode of them doing good things. And then the judge is going to show up. She hasn't been restricted. She could have come and gone all this time, but this was all a test. And she's just mm. going to show up and go, you were right. They're good. Let's go. But then something else happens. It's like Sean kidnaps the judge. 
oh, yeah. maybe, maybe the judge, we like go into the judge's chambers and Jen's like, see, this is all I wanted to see all along. This is proof of concept. They're definitely better people. They're impacting the world in a positive way. Um, peace in the Middle East has been achieved as a result of, uh, you know, the Al Jamil Foundation. I'm going to go get them. This is, this is it. And then Sean kidnaps her and I goes to earth and destroys it all. Sure. And then they restarts the timeline or something or well, I, I mean, oh. no, just Jeremy Baramy, but oh, okay. right. Of course, there's no restarting <laughs> the timeline, Jules. You can just step out of into the magic door and then come back whenever you want because you just went around the Jeremy Baramy. This so this kind of touches on uh, one of the other theories that we had from William where he says it's all sort of like something on Michael. Like it's a it's mm, all really true. a test for Michael. This is a smaller version of that and i the the farther we get into this without you know seeing like some alternative shift with michael the more i think and the more i might hate if this happens is later on there might be a point where michael like wakes up from a dream or something i know that's not gonna happen but there's always this little thing in the back of my head it's like all of this wasn't a thing this was all just for michael you know what i mean i don't know why i have that little inkling that just haunts me I don't know if any, so, but any other Maximum Derricks feel that or not. Didn't William have another theory this week? That's what I was looking for. I couldn't find it. Yeah, I'm just trying to find it right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. Thank you, Maximum Derricks, for doing the whole discussion thread. A lot more people are getting involved. We have over 50 people now oh, in it. the group. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. But thank you. Thank you guys so much. We really do appreciate it. And we love seeing y'all talk to each other, put out some out of context quotes, uh, go hard eyes for Chidi's bod and all that stuff <laughs> in the discussion thread. Thank you so much. And keep doing it. And it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And feel free to uh, to share it with, like we said, with other people. You know, Jules is offering up a shirt if you're you're sharing our stuff. It's still out there. No one's done it. Send a screenshot or anything of you sending the link to the podcast or the the group. Anything. Send it to 10 people. Send some screenshots. Put it in the Maximum Derek's group or something. And uh, I'll get you a, a Everything is Fine shirt. So so on Twitter, at www.sinclairww. Uh, this is William, who's uh, one of our original Nerdy Things Pod fans. The second plague of Egypt was a plague of frogs. Oh. I contend <laughs> Jeff was at fault, and as punishment, he was made the doorman. And thanks to Jeremy Baramy, he can have been the doorman for 8,000 years and still have caused the plague. It's true. He blows my mind with the stuff he comes up with, but this one... <laughs> actually works because of yeah. Jeremy Baramy. I am just going to use that in everything in my life. If I say something it doesn't make sense and someone wants to challenge me on it, dude, Jeremy Baramy. Whatever. I can't Jeremy Baramy. Jeremy Baramy. Uh, Jeremy Baramy. Malkovich Malkovich? <laughs> Wibbly wobbly timey wimey thing from Doctor Who. I use that a lot. It's sort of the sure. same thing. It's the yeah. same concept. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have anything else, guys? No. Can't wait. Nope. Till next week. I am so yeah. excited. This is just getting better and better all the time. So thank you guys. Thank you, Maximum Derricks, for being with us again. Uh, we're just so humbled by what's going on with this podcast and so glad that we're able to to be doing this and that you guys are along with the with us on this ride. So uh, join in. Go go on to Instagram and follow at, uh, at Everything is Fine Podcast <laughs> and go to Facebook and 
search everything is fine and, and, and become a maximum Derek in participating discussion and go on Twitter and every other social media at nerdy things pod, go to www.nerdythingspod.com. And don't forget, we are part of the famous original podcast network at fopnet.biz. That's fopnet.biz. But for us here at everything is fine as always have a great rest of your week. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the underground.